Hi, everybody. My name is Stefan Molyneux. I'm the host of Free Domain Radio, the largest and most popular philosophy show on the web. And I would like to talk to you for just a few minutes, with your kind indulgence, about libertarianism and uh, why it's important, uh, what it's all about, and um, what its real purpose is in society. You probably heard the libertarianism banded around on the web and in the media and so on, but it, it's worth understanding, in my opinion. So, I would argue that really the best function of human thought is to take principles that we learn locally and keep extending them and applying them to see how far they hold, right? So gravity is something we all learn uh, locally. You know, we throw balls, frisbees, jump off low walls and so on. And so the purpose of human thought in physics, uh, for instance, would be to continue to extend the principle of gravity and see how far it holds. It turns out it holds all throughout the universe and all throughout time, producing some really freaky phenomenon like black holes and so on. And a lot of these truths that we discover through taking local experiences and extrapolate, extrapolating them to universal principles, a lot of these truths are really, really freaky. I mean, originally, of course, it was thought or believed that the Earth was the center of the universe and all the sun and the moon and the stars and the planets spun around the Earth. It uh, turns out if you'd put money on that bet, you would have lost because, of course, as we know, the sun is the center of the solar system. We're basically falling around the sun. The sun is falling around the center of the galaxy, and we're traveling at unbelievable speeds at all times, but kind of really doesn't feel that way, you know, unless you <laughs> stick your head out of a pickup truck window. So there are these truths that are just kind of freaky, which is what happens when you take principles and extend them. If you take a principle called the speed of light is constant, and you extend it throughout physics as Einstein did, you end up with this crazy stuff where the faster you go, the slower time goes, you get queen songs and additional matter that grabs onto you as you go faster and faster and faster. It's very, very strange stuff. But uh, it's what happens when you take principles and you extend them to see how far they can go. Now, libertarianism is one of those experiments, one of those thought experiments. So basically, libertarianism is founded on kind of two things, and they're two sides of the same coin. Number one, the non-aggression principle. Uh, you are not morally allowed to initiate the use of force against others. Uh, you can, in self-defense, use your nunchucks or whatever, but you can't initiate the use of force against others. Uh, and alongside that is uh, a respect for property rights, that you own the effects of your actions, uh, whether that is a, 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 a sonnet or a poem or a song or a house or a tree that you've planted uh, or, or the effects of your actions, such as an argument on the internet. You type something on the internet that's yours. You have created it. You own it. And morally, we own the effects of our negative actions. You know, like if I go and steal someone's iPod, uh, I've actually owned that theft. I've created it. It's my theft. That's why I would get sanctioned or punished for that. So... Uh, non-aggression principle, which is called the NAP, and a respect for property rights is really the foundation of libertarianism. And it's really not that freaky a philosophy when you think about it. I mean, I have a daughter, and like all parents, I tell my daughter, uh, don't hit and don't take stuff. You know, this is kindergarten ethics and 101 on the walls of all the brightly colored classrooms throughout the planet. So this is what we say. We say, don't, don't hit, use your words, don't hit, and don't don't take stuff. And um, 
these are kind of the local ethics that we are very comfortable with, that we live our lives by, almost all of us, that we instruct our children about and that we expect in the workplace and we expect uh, in the schools and so on. Don't initiate the use of force and respect other people's property. Now, <laughs> where libertarianism is, I think, very interesting and worth uh, understanding is like a physicist or like uh, any other scientist, you take these local principles and you keep extending them, keep extending them. Like in the field of medicine, one of the principles is that uh, anecdotes aren't proof, right? So what you need to do, you get double-blind experiments and all these kinds of cool, to find out what actually works and what doesn't in the field of medicine. You know, what's the placebo effect? What is just spontaneous remission of various illnesses? Uh, what if somebody who wasn't sick thought they were, turned out they felt better? So the double-blind experiment is a way of trying to find out what's true and what's not, and it separates the quackery from the actual useful medical uh, cures. So libertarianism just takes these principles, non-aggression principle, respect for property rights, keeps pushing them out, pushing them out, pushing them out. How far can they go? Well, if they're true and valid principles, then there should be no limit as to how far they can go. So if you take something like personhood, uh, the moral history of personhood is uh, kind of dicey and a little embarrassing for the species and for philosophers because, you know, personhood was, you know, you know, rich white guys or whoever, but for the most part it wasn't including minorities, certainly didn't include slaves, for a lot of his history it didn't include women. So just this concept of personhood, how far can we push it out? Well, uh, we found over the last couple of hundred years we can push it out pretty far, and that's, I think, a very good thing. So what if, this is the question that libertarians uh, ask themselves, and it's a very interesting question. I mean, like it or not, it's really, really worth pursuing. How far can we take the non-aggression principle and a respect for property rights? How far can we take these principles? A very interesting question. Now, when you push principles out, some really freaky stuff occurs. The, the, the planet that you think of as flat is actually round or a sphere. Uh, although the sun and the moon look the same size, what is it, about a about a dime at arm's length or something, uh, and they eclipse, they seem to fit together quite well, turns out that the sun is hundreds of thousands of times bigger than the moon and so on. So it really messes with your perspective when you take principles and continue to extend them, right? So for thousands and thousands of years, human beings have been breeding uh, animals and, and, and crops to further their utility for agriculture or pleasure. You extend that principle and say, well, selection for the benefit of, right? And you end up with uh, evolution or something like it. And so just keep extending principles. That's really the very important aspect. I think of philosophy, of, of, of science, of medicine, uh, and so on. But it messes with your perspective. It's confusing, and it blows your mind. At least it blows my mind on a fairly regular basis. And so libertarians, when you look at the world through the non-aggression principle, the respect for property rights, you immediately come up some, with some significant problems in the way society is currently organized. It's a very nice way of putting it. The way that society currently manifests is probably a better way of putting it. And what you find, of course, is that something like taxation. Now, taxation is the initiation of the use of force. It is a violation of personal property on the part of other people who call themselves a government and so on, right? It is a violation of the libertarian uh, ethic, uh, and uh, it's not like uh, the ta taxation is done in self-defense. So there is a national defense component to it, which can, tons of libertarian, libertarian literature will talk about that. But it's a problem. The, the, the state itself, right, which is a small group of uh, individuals who have the moral right and obligation to initiate the use of force 
against citizens in a given geographical area. That's really what the government is, is compulsion, as has been noted by Barack Obama, Chairman Mao, George Washington, all of the people have correctly understood that the government is the initiation of force. And therefore, it is a violation of the non-aggression principle. Now, what you can do is you can say, well, the non-aggression principle is really good for my kids, it's really good for my workplace, it's really good for my marriage, it's really good for my friendships, it's really good for them all, but it's just not good for government. Well, see, that's a problem. That's a big problem. The moment you have to start creating enormous exceptions to a principle, well, then it's no longer a principle, and you have significant problems. Uh, you can no longer say to your kids or to your coworkers or to your spouse or to your friends that this is a principle, that is a moral principle, because you've created a massive exception. So a long time ago, sort of before the Copernican and Ptolemaic revolution uh, of the sort of 15th and 16th centuries, they believed, astronomers believed, that the circle was like the perfect, that God would never have an ellipsis. It's crazy. It's not round. It's not perfect. And so everything had to be circles. And this is called the Ptolemaics after an ancient Greek astronomer, the Ptolemaic system of astronomy. And the problem was is that, of course, as we go around the sun, Mars goes around the sun slower. So at some points, Mars, it's called the retrograde motion. Mars seems to be going backwards, and then it starts going forward again. So people started inventing all these crazy circles within circles within circles, and it ended up being, you know, hundreds of pages of calculations just to figure out where Mars was in the night sky or where it was going to be uh, in a week, a week from now, because they had the principles fundamentally wrong. The Earth was at the center and everything was considered to be circular, where, of course, the reality is uh, on the heliocentric model of the solar system, the sun is at the center and everything's an ellipsis. And once you did that, bingo, bango, bongo, you've got very easy to calculate Martian positions, uh, no problem. So you can't just create an exception and have it be productive. And so with libertarians, the argument is, well, we, we have this non-aggression principle. We have a respect for property rights that's enshrined in the law. You can't assault, rape, kill, um, steal. You, you can't do those things. But then the question becomes, if these are moral principles, then they have to apply to everyone. If they don't apply to everyone, then they're like aesthetic principles or preferences or something like that. Uh, you know, I like the Red Sox and jazz or whatever. If they do apply to everyone, well, people in the government are people, right? I mean, it's not space aliens. It's not lizard men. So if the non-aggression principle applies to everyone and people in the government are people, then the non-aggression principle must apply to uh, people in government. And this is why, uh, in the libertarian position, things like the war on drugs are considered to be uh, wrong, immoral. Somebody who goes and smokes marijuana or, or something else is not initiating the use of force, assuming they didn't sort of steal to go buy it, which they really wouldn't have to do if it wasn't for the war on drugs. So they're not initiating the use of force against everyone, anyone by having a voluntary trade, they are not violating property rights. They're not going to steal the drugs. They buy it for whatever amount of money. And so the government then, by uh, you know, grabbing that person with, with armed guys and throwing them into a cage and trying them and locking them up and, and so on, preventing them from leaving and shooting them if they try to escape, well, that is the initiation of the use of force against peaceful people. It's not like this hedonism thing where it's like, oh, I can't wait to get crack into the hands of toddlers. It's nothing to do with that. It really is just when you look at something like the war on drugs from the libertarian standpoint and say, well, is somebody peacefully buying drugs, initiating the use of force against anyone? Well, no. Are they violating property rights? Well, no. Then if you use force against somebody who's not 
using aggression or violating property rights, then you are now the aggressor, and that's immoral because you are now initiating the use of force against, uh, against a peaceful person. And whether you're in a blue costume or a green costume or a polka dot costume or dressed like Ronald McDonald doesn't really matter. You're still a person and thus subject to these universal principles. So I don't want to get into a lot of detail here because it's just kind of like a, an introductory, very introductory thing. But I really would encourage you to explore this way of thinking. Uh, the libertarian position is that most of the immorality within society, most of the evils that are occurring within society, most of the disasters that are occurring within society are occurring because of a violation of the non-aggression principle or of property rights or both. And so national debts are a violation of uh, property rights in that you are uh, selling off the future productivity of people who aren't even born yet uh, and can't defend themselves. You and I could never do that in a contract, um, and, but the government can. Uh, the monopoly that the government has on money, uh, on the issuance of currency, is a violation of uh, the non-aggression principle, because if somebody else wants to create, create some currency and we agree to use it, you and I, or you, know, you and I and some other guy, then we're peacefully deciding to trade based upon you know, Raggedy Ann dolls or <laughs> whatever it's going to be. We're not initiating force against anyone. Uh, we are simply using a different medium for trade. And if we want to use gold, if we want to use diamonds, if we want to use anything conch shells. I mean, we can do anything we want as long as we're not initiating force. Now, of course, the government uh, forces you to use its currency, uh, which gives it an immoral monopoly, and it initiates the use of force against people who would rather use something else. And so uh, the monopoly on currency and, and national debts, just some examples, for instance, uh, that's important. A war, of course, uh, unless it's a purely defensive war against an imminent invasion, a war is a violation of the non-aggression principle in that you are going to attack another country, uh, first and foremost, and you are initiating the use of force against your own citizens to extract money from them through taxation to pay for the war that you are prosecuting. And so I just really wanted this to be kind of an introduction. I certainly don't expect this to be like, ah, I completely agree. But uh, what I would encourage you to do is to look at society and where you see significant problems, look for violations of the non-aggression principle, violations of the respect for property rights. And I would bet you pretty <laughs> significant odds that where you see the greatest problems in society and the least sustainable catastrophes within society, you will find these violations at the root. And I think it's well worth looking at society and the world around you through this lens. Does this proposed action or this existing action or policy violate the non-aggression principle? Does it violate property rights? If it does, well, look deeper, and I think you'll find that libertarianism has some very interesting things to say. And I think we are a long way as a species from find, finding the end of where we can apply the non-aggression principle and property rights. For more, uh, of course, you can go to a variety of places. My website has uh, more information about this, freedomainradio.com, but you can go to a lot of other places uh, uh, on the web for this. And I really, really encourage you to look into this. It's a very interesting school of thought and well worth checking out. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.